light and to there. Aziz, light. Little fifth element joke there. I quote, I quote, no, no, I, I, I quote that one all the time. <laughs> all the effing time, dude. Hello and welcome to another Dead Pixel. We're a podcast about games, entertainment, anime, uh, life, a little bit of everything in between. Uh, with me is the gentleman who always celebrates St. Patrick's Day way early and always gets his shamrock shakes before Valentine's Day. Nick, how you doing, Nick? Yeah, um, it's funny because uh, St. Patrick and St. Valentine were arch enemies and uh that's what the valentine's day massacre is about is because um saint patrick and his gang had attacked saint valentine's um uh gang on february 14th um so to honor the victor of that massacre i always celebrate saint patrick's day on february 13th well that would make sense if you look at a deck of cards and how the um king of hearts is a suicide king so i mean just can't compete with the um you know the king of clubs there so all right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh yeah yeah uh anyways how have you been it's been a couple weeks now so good things going all right for you good i'm good things are good um it was, I think it was like 85 degrees here today. <laughs> what was the weather like in, uh, in uh, Illinois? Probably pretty warm. Uh, it's been pretty good, yeah. uh, it, though it's, it's, it's literally dropping as we speak. Uh, it's only like maybe 30 something now. <laughs> uh, it's, we have uh, some flurries that were happening for this evening. So we finally got like our grass is now covered in snow, but the, the driveway is not. So it'll stick around for like a day and then it should, the weather should be bouncing back, but it's just volleying be between, I don't know, uh, fifties and twenties, like okay. every other day. <laughs> hmm. So evenings you'll usually drop and then days, I don't know, light jacket weather for us, for you, like double jacket. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're doing all right over here as, as far as all things can be considered. Yeah. Uh, so I've yeah. been so I've been outside doing stuff and running around, um, which has been which has been <laughs> nice, uh, but uh, yeah, probably have another cold snap or a cool snap, I guess, and then be in for the long summer haul down here. But uh, yeah, um, I've been doing stuff, watching shows and playing games, some games. Um, All right. Well, so, let's get to news then. I mean, you got some decent stuff for us, and then we can get. There's uh, a bunch of news. Play. There's a bunch of news this week. Um, the past two weeks, it's been quite a bit, uh, which is sort of weird for February, but here we are. So, first thing up, uh, Switch Two, uh, Nintendo Switch Two is semi-confirmed for Q1 of 2025. At least it's not going to come out before then. Um, this is coming from a, was it a stock report or a uh, earnings report or whatever that Nintendo gave caused their, and it caused their, uh, it actually caused their stock to fall a little bit because, um, 
lot of people were thinking it was going to come out uh, this year. Um, I think a lot of the reason people were thinking that is because uh, a lot of publishers and game developers were kind of, I think that they are kind of like, yeah, we've sort of been told to have games ready, you know, by this time. And so I think that's probably where some of the speculation was coming from, if I had to guess. But um, anyway, so Switch 2, maybe Q125. I, I don't, like, did the Switch 1 come out in, like, March of 17? Was it was it an off, kind of a, a kind of a non-holiday release? Uh, yeah, it was in March of, uh, okay. that would have been 2017. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I, I remember it was 2017, but anyway, so um, I don't know, Joe. Is this good news or bad news? Uh, I think honestly, for me, it doesn't make make a difference. But as a whole, I think uh, they really should try to get it out sooner the better, uh, just because as far as uh, third party games are concerned, if they want, if you want to still be able to play major titles. Uh, you're going to need more power under the hood. Uh, hopefully, if they're pushing it back, they can still make some better revisions. Uh, but if you know, there's so much rumor and speculation right now. I mean, a lot of people are upset because the specs are supposed to be—it's supposed to be an LED, not an OLED, which to me makes perfect sense because uh, it can come out cheaper as an LED. Plus, uh, after a year or so, then you can upgrade with the OLED model, and then you can make people rebuy it all over again. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a scummy move, but it's a brilliant one uh, financially. Uh, just I personally am not a fan of it. So. Nintendo lovers get yeah. what they deserve. That's what their yeah. their fandom. And I get, include myself. Get one or two in... basic colors, and then they'll just have to suck on that for for like a year and a half before they come out with whole new color variants. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah. well, uh, but no, uh, I think it coming out in twenty, uh, you know, twenty twenty five, uh, first quarter makes sense. Probably end of first quarter. Uh, you know, you probably, ideally for Nintendo, you'd want to make it no later than like early May, uh, because a, as a golden a, week, if you're looking at Japan, you want it before Golden Week, because uh, that's a big time. You know, usually, uh, you have the, uh children's children's holiday and stuff like that so you got the, that little extra marketing push uh and then for the west you know you got summer break and stuff like that so you most definitely want to get it before then uh, if they follow the la the previous year or the previous generation then they come out in march and they do just fine uh which it actually works pretty well because you sell out you string everyone along and you create that fervor and then when summer does finally hit and then you get everything, you know, like you get some more supplies in, you know, then everyone will just buy it up as quickly as they could can, because that's kind of what I did. I just happened to find one by accident when it was really hard to find and I bought it. But that's also because I was stranded in the U.S. and uh, I didn't have anything with me at the time, like for an extended uh, a surprise, extended stay. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and buy this. It's here. I can't find, you know, no one can find it anywhere. So. Sure, and you know, yeah, plus all my consoles were back. I, I'd really think I prefer a March release because it gives it the best chance um, to clear up uh, supply issues. I'm sure that they're still going to happen, um, and they're still going to be in short supply as of Christmas 25. But um, I think that's probably the best chance that that, that we have here of of getting it. Uh, in our own hands, 
Um, I, I, uh, some, some people in the article I was reading um, were suggesting that the reason why they're pushing it back or they're intend to release it at that point or however you want to think about it is because Nintendo wants better or more first-party games at launch, which was kind of a um, which was a criticism of the Switch. Because um, when that came out, I mean, you did have Breath of the Wild, which was a double-system release, um, and you had Mario plus Rabbids, uh, but, and then I guess you had Splatoon not too far behind that. Mario plus Rabbids wasn't launched, but it, it did come out uh, within a, with, by, I think, May of that okay. time uh they did uh but they did also have mario kart right out the gate that granted it was the wii u version but still uh not too many people played it they actually had a really i thought they really had a really stellar launch for first party titles um like the first year or so was pretty solid um the only problem is once they kind of did that they just kind of went dormant for a while well uh, see like and... at the time i remember looking at it and being like i mean this is sort of the same with all with all new systems um but looking at the console, looking at the games available, and me personally being like, yeah, that's not really enough for me to spring for that just yet. Um, and I, I mean, I think it sold definitely well enough. Um, but uh, I've seen reverse to some criticism about about that. Maybe that's what they want to avoid, or maybe they are going to maybe they're fighting just to get back to that point to where they are at a, on par with a Switch One, you know, uh, software quality release you know um but I, but i was thinking about that and i was kind of wondering okay so then what might they be going for um as far as games that would be released alongside a nintendo switch 2 and there's a couple things that i thought of but i was wondering if you had anything that came to mind that might pop up um as a switch 2 release well i mean there's the consistent rumor of a new Metroid coming out. Yeah, that's my, um, my first. So one too. a full, a full fledged Metroid game. Metroid have, Prime Four. Yeah, and or w whatever they might rebrand it at the time. Uh, I think they want the Prime name in it, but not maybe the number sequence. Mm. Uh, I think that might be a smarter, smarter route because if you play, if you put in four, that makes people feel the need to like they're missing out on whatever the previous three, in yeah. installments were. And that kind of shies a little people away from it. They're like, eh. So, um, yeah, there's, uh, by that time, uh, you know, there. I don't think there'll be anything on the Zelda front. They'll probably be, you know, they can easily have, um, by pushing it back a little further, they can have a better Mario installment of some sort. Uh, I mean, they're branching out with the Mario franchise. They might do a Luigi game or something like that. I can see them doing, because they're doing the Princess Peach uh, this year. So... Uh, I can see them coming out with a new thing on that front, uh, possibly a full-fledged new. It's it's a, it's one of those tough things to do, but a new Mario Kart game because the last one is so you know filled. Like they they added all these extra carts to it. It's like it's kind of like the uh, Smash Brothers dilemma where you add more characters, more courses, more everything, and it becomes like the you know the ultimate package. Uh, and so, how are you going to reiterate on that? Uh, so that's kind of you know, it's like, well, when you do something so well and then you're telling everyone, yeah, drop that. And, you know, like, because if you re-release the same thing on the new system, yes, it'll look better, run better, all that stuff. 
uh, if you can you know tell people they can carry their information over that would be nice but at the same time people you won't make people happy and then also but you can't make everyone happy anyways because you're like here's the new thing everything you worked so hard on or everything you loved about the old one just throw it away here's the new one like that's how it works that's how a sequel works you know but when it comes to those type of games but people i'm not sure how how willing they are um uh, what about you though? What other what other, uh, key titles are you looking at for coming out for the new Switch? So I was kind of looking into it a little bit and um, just kind of looking at when the. I mean, obviously we can't guess at any um, any new IP. Um, there might be one thing that might be like like a new IP. That's actually that's actually just something I just thought of. So yeah, so yeah, there might be a new IP that they might try, sort of like Splatoon, um, but I'm not too confident in that. Um, I was looking at some of the bigger releases for the Switch and how long ago those happened. Um, Mario Odyssey actually came out in 2017, which I was really surprised that it's that old. Um, so that actually came out, I guess, in the in the same year as the Switch. So that's kind of a, a little bit of a hole in my in my strength of a release argument. Um, but I feel like it was later. Um, so since that's like the last proper true flagship Mario game that's come out, you know, that'll be 2025. I feel like it's probably, they will probably try to launch with a Mario game because Zelda will be too, it'll be too soon for a new Zelda, at least a new like flagship Zelda game. So most likely a new Mario, probably a Metroid Prime type game, but I would think actually Metroid Prime would be released maybe a few months after like the, 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 the switch coming out because it's, and it's, it's just never sold that well. Like Metroids has never been a big seller in, in Japan. See, my, my thing is, I think I can see them doing, uh, they coming out day and day, but also making it, um, for the switch make, uh, you know, and switch, uh, two, because that, that way they'd get the largest install base on it. I think that, uh, cause not everyone's going to be able to, you know, upgrade just pretty much like they did with Zelda, right? When Breath of the Wild came out, it was on the Wii U and the Switch. Mm. Uh, they'll probably do that with the Metroid because they've been developing this Metroid allegedly forever. Uh, so it is essentially a Switch One game, uh, and then they'll make they'll Maybe, do yeah. whatever they need to to make it a Switch Two game. See, I mean, I think that if the Switch or that if a Metroid Prime comes out for both Switch Two and Switch One, I think it'll be less likely to be really good. I think that if a, if a Metroid Prime is Nintendo putting their best foot forward on it, then it will come out um, a little bit later, uh, either alone, you know, and there won't be another big flagship game um, released, released alongside it. Like it won't be overshadowed by like a Mario or it'll be released later. That's just kind of my, that's the way that I would play it. Um, if it is released alongside, I would think it'd be kind of smaller. But besides those two, um, uh, possibly a new Bayonetta, because Bayonetta 3 was released in 2022. So if they got right to work on a Bayonetta 4, then they would probably be pretty close to ready for a Switch 2 release. Um, and that's that'd be a nice, probably smaller game for them to release uh, at launch or soon after. Besides that, um, two more. A new Bravely Default uh, Bravely, Bravely Default 2 was released in 2021. Um, so that's pretty ripe for a 20, 2025 release. And then lastly, um, 
This one's a little bit more, co- more complicated. A new Fire Emblem game. But, see, I'm not super clear on what Fire Emblem stuff has been released. I just, from what I understand, it's only been the three houses that's like the true, proper flagship Fire Emblem game. That was like the last like big Fire Emblem release. There's been others, but I don't think they're moving the needle. But I can't remember if there's another one that was announced that that's supposed to come out that's a, a, a bigger you know, title. So anyway. So I think uh, the one thing you're missing is like, they'll probably have um at the, the time frame, uh, you have a high, um, higher chance of having a new Pokemon game coming out around that time too. I was thinking Pokemon maybe, that, but yeah, because it's, uh, it's going to be a bit, you know, if it's uh, 2025, that means it have been a you know a couple years since um, Scarlet and Violet. And after that, having not run as well, also you have the, was it the Arceus? Um, you know that uh, stand up the separate you know series, and if they make a new one of those, that could eat. That's been underdeveloped even longer, so they can have that be uh, the first one out of the gate, and then wait for the quote unquote main traditional line entry into the series uh, come out uh, a little bit later, even. Uh, but once again, I feel like if you do those, you still want them to be on Switch and Switch Two. Because there's not enough people going to be, you know, there's not enough switches out there, and you know that's why I said Prime, you know, Metro game will ha- like almost undoubtedly be on both, uh, if it comes out or, or like around that same time, because you need to get that install base. Uh, they still came out with uh, Legend of Zelda on the Wii U. Granted, the Wii U was not that great on, you know, blah blah blah, but they've been doing that with the Zelda forever too. It was on GameCube and the Wii. You know stuff like that. So oh, yeah. uh, that. to to do cross, you know, to do multi generations for one game isn't unheard of for them when it comes to something like that. Uh, so I can see them doing that again. And then you you have the easy upgrades. Uh, you can uh, the, if they want to start taking it, leveraging uh, ports, they can start porting. You know, if they don't have new uh, Legend of Zelda, they can do Breath of the Wild one and two, and then the, whatever you know. Uh, kingdom pack or something like that. I can see them doing that. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that's too far out to speculate, but I honestly think 2025 is a good time. Uh, I mean, you'll still have a handful of years before uh, the you know the current uh, PlayStation and Xbox finish their you know because those in theory will be end of life or you know the new systems won't come out till you know what. 2028 2029 um but as as things as these generations getting longer it could even be pushed back even further but also in theory uh 2025 you know would be a safe bet to start thinking of uh the mid-gen refreshes right uh you can get you know whatever uh the pros you know playstation pro or um the new um, xbox series whatever that would be a smart you know smart time around that you know the end of 2025 you know to upgrade those consoles uh you know that's once again that's all speculation so yeah right. i what mean you got? um so you're kind of talking about some other stuff that we have in the news that i'll kind of jump to um so yeah so first of all uh this is a couple days ago but sony failed to hit a 25 million Units sold mark that they had uh, for the for, for, for the PlayStation Five. 
Um, that caused the price stock to dip uh, pretty significantly. Um, and uh, so it seems it seemed to me like they would have needed to have a pretty gangbuster Christmas. And um, so I think they probably they probably knew they were going to have a hard time hitting that because four million units is, is quite a bit. Um, but um, uh, so so that was kind of news for like a little while. That was kind of a sort of bigger news a little while ago. But then um, a little bit after that, uh, CEO of Canton Games um, said that he thought that the PS5 Pro is likely to launch this year in 2024. Um, and he was kind of, I read the article and kind of what he said, and he's basically saying that, that Sony is not making enough profit right now um, and they need to fix that. <laughs> so basically uh, kind of a longer story is that they're, they're making more revenue, but they're, but it costs more to make that money. So that cuts into their profits. So basically it seems to me like the PS five is not, is not the new hotness anymore. It's not selling as well. I think you were telling me a little bit earlier um, that it's that they're basically kind of considering it, um, you know, halfway through its life cycle. And I think that's pretty fair. Um, uh, and so, what they need to do now, um, I think, that they think that they need to release something new, like the like the Pro, in order to um, to increase their profits again. So they're, so they're going to make this machine and sell it um, because they can re reorder how much it costs and how much it costs to make um, and make better profits off of those things. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that's kind of where he was getting that. I think, I think you and I both agree that the 2024 release of a PS five pro uh, sounds ridiculous. I don't think that's going to happen. They would, they would, we would, we would have a lot. I think we'd have a lot more scuttlebutt. We'd have a lot more rumors. We'd have a lot more like, it, there, there's a lot of, a lot of wind up to a release like that. And uh, we just haven't. Unless had if they somehow pull the shadow drop of, you know, like here's the press conference, here's the Gamescom, you know, like showcase, and then, and it's out like next month, you know, like some sort of surprise thing, which, that never happens not since uh was it saturn uh, or whatever uh, or was it dreamcast yeah so i mean but you don't do that because you need you, you need people to get primed you need, you need to do the reservations and it's one of those things that um it's too soon in my opinion unless if it's unless if they're already planning to release it this year they're just they can't just ramp it up uh the other problem is uh usually by this time in a normal with other generations they would have done a price drop they haven't done price drops not as like not per their traditional uh price drop situation because um so it's or like it's already been proven that the parts um traditionally you get the you know the parts would get cheaper by now and therefore you can then make the consoles cheaper and therefore you get a new flux of uh people buying into the you know the ecosystem uh parts are not getting cheaper that's the problem uh, so, and that's, I mean, that was pretty much, uh, 
you know decided by xbox at the beginning like they already said that at the beginning of the uh this generation saying hey we couldn't make uh like it's not going to be possible to make these things cheaper that's why we made the s like the s like they kind of foresaw it and said hey we're just going to give you the um the option of a cheaper model but it's like just what the way the market is looking uh it's just not going to happen and so unless if they do something I don't think they're, you know, if they come out with a pro for PlayStation, they're going to have to more than likely come out with something more expensive than what it is now. It's not just going to like take, take place of the current uh, price point. And then they're like, and they're just going to drop it like a hundred bucks or something like, I really don't see them doing that because the um, companies don't like to eat the price of units like they used to anymore. Uh, I think last time that was really done was Xbox 360, uh, you know, and that was because they had to jump the gun. Um, and even though they really, ugly situation. they really ate, ate, uh, ate, uh, ate crap on that one. Um, traditionally they break even on, on consoles, at least more recently. And I think that's probably going to continue, but I think they just can't even break even unless they pretty much raise the price, you know? And yeah, so that therefore I don't see them, you know, it's like, if you look at the current market, like it just doesn't look like they're going to be coming out with like you know maybe uh, you know at the very like even they didn't even come out with a slim version yet right they came out with a slightly smaller version um but nowhere near as dr- uh drastic as the other previous slim versions of systems have been in the past yeah uh so i mean at best in 2024 you might get another shell revision like you I don't know, even, it looks different i wouldn't you know, even that would just be a, but, that'd just be a waste of time to me i mean from my, my perspective as a consumer and you know kind of uh armchair quarterbacking um as a sony ceo i, I would be like that's just gonna annoy yeah. people i'm just thinking that but if we're you know the the fan base would be lucky to have a uh, increase in hard drive capacity with maintaining the same price. That is about the best we can hope for uh, in 2024 as far as the system is. So up it from you know to two terabytes and keep it the same price. That would be the best you can do. Uh, you can hope for, but honestly, it's one of those <laughs> no. things that no. You know, like so, what's this, what was what is the PS5 at right now? 600 still. So. Uh, no, it's oh well. Uh, the th- uh, they're supposed to be upping it to one terabyte. It's like seven hundred or something currently, right? So, um, seven hundred. But yeah, it's it's well, uh, whatever base model is then after OS. So yeah, I think it, you might be right about the six something. Uh, and I bought mine for six. I I know they've been making. Oh, you mean price? I'm talking. About, I'm talking about internal the hard drive. The... Well, I'm going to talk about that too. But like, like right now the price of the PS5 is six hundred. I think a six fifty. Price point would probably be where they'd go for a pro. Seven hundred sounds insane uh, to me, but so maybe like a six fifty. And you're—I don't think we're getting a two terabyte. I don't think we're getting that at all. I think maybe maybe one terabyte because um, it's because there's is there, is it standard like one terabyte or is there a five hundred terabyte model or five hundred gigabyte model too? Because um, I, I got the terabyte. So it's, it was never—it's never a full terabyte. Um, well. So that yeah, it was it it was never it was like it's uh eight hundred and fifty or something. I'm trying like to that. remember, yeah, it's you know I forget what it is now, but it was never touted as one terabyte per se. It was well, always less than that. The best, so, uh, the best thing they could do, I guess about about that, is make an easier way to install 
NVMe, um, you know, uh, hard drives. Uh, because right now it's kind of, I mean, I haven't done it, but the reason I haven't done it partially besides money and buying one of those is uh, the process seemed irritating and uh, risky. Um, Wait, I'm oh, sorry, say that again. So you, the ex- the you're installing the extra hard drive on a PS5. Yeah, it's, it's, it couldn't be easier. No, it could be be because because the Xbox Series X is like the easiest. That's like that's like it's also way more expensive. That's the thing is the your the convenience factor of using that memory card unit. Uh, it is way more expensive, uh, especially since um thanks to the pandemic, uh, this last this last year has been really good on NVMe drives being like uh storage storage has been never been cheaper because there was an influx of um overstock. Right. And so, yeah, uh, it's it is really simple. Push two sides, slide it off, unscrew, unscrew, you know, slop it, slide it in, screw it back. I mean, put the cover back on. It is very simple to do uh, the uh, the extra hard drive um, and it's worth it. Uh, hands down. I mean, that's what I did. So, uh, when yeah, I got but like the to. Xbox Series X, I remember hearing back when all of this was was going on that it was significant that like it's a memory card it is literally just a memory card you plop in and it but it's way more expensive it is crazy expensive because it's a proprietary thing um whereas sony's is not literally no it's it's literally the same uh nvme you know if you don't or for those who don't know nvme or the m.2 is looks like a stick of gum so it is literally a thin uh long hard drive some come in different lengths and that's all you do. You, it's like you, same thing. You install it onto your motherboard or you could do it like a, a PCI adapter card and then put, put it in. But anyways, uh, that's all you need. <laughs> and that's what it takes. Very, you just needed to make sure that it's the right speed. Yeah. Uh, Cause if you use a, an they... older one, that's, you know, doesn't, that's not the right speed. Obviously it's not going to work. So you have to, you know, get yeah. a certain one, but all the websites will automatically tout PS5 you know, compatible. Uh, if it is, okay. and if it's not, it won't. So, I guess they learned uh, uh, from the Vita not to make proprietary memory cards anymore. <laughs> oh man, Vita, PSP, uh, which they like, don't talk about well, anymore. It's, it's always had proprietary since the PS One. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh so. my gosh, if I ever get to be, if I ever get to be uh, like a reporter, uh, at like some sort of a PS PlayStation event or whatever, I'm just gonna ask if they're gonna make a Vita too. <laughs> Just every well, time. I mean, two questions. I know you don't have it. I know you, <laughs> first questions like normal. I, Second question: Are you yeah. gonna make a Vita too? <laughs> so I, I know you don't have the um, you didn't have it on the news here, but just a quick offshoot on that. So the PlayStation Portal, uh, you know the new the 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 screen with the controller attached to it. Yeah, uh, so, so they've they've hacked that, so it now plays PSP games. Good. So just yeah, does it play Vita games? <laughs> That's Not actually yet. that actually Wait, makes it hope. way more valuable to me. I actually that is the most that is the best thing. That's the best reason I could think of to buy that thing right now. Um, but um, also, I'm pretty sure you bought your console for 500. Like I bought, I'm pretty sure I bought mine was 500 as well. 
Um, so well, currently then the PlayStation 5s are going for $500. <laughs> well, then uh, I had to pay you $100 for uh, for shipping and handling then, I guess. I'll double check because... I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty, sure. I'm pretty sure that's $600. Oh, well, in, How much I okay, said well, I, I forget. At one point, they did drop the price in the U.S., but they also raised the price overseas. So, yeah. you know. Protecting um, us, at, U.S. Yeah. customers. Well, yeah, Suck well, we Europe. are the uh, the favored market, right? So Suck it, Europe. I don't think they – did they raise it in Japan too? Uh, yes, but also I've, I've heard that they've been dropping prices in Europe as well. So it's one of those things that we raised it and dropped it, so now it's like back to what it was. Yeah. So it's like way to – you know, it's, it's still uh, like scam the system, right? still like a couple euro, a couple pounds higher than it was probably at launch. But, you know, they don't need to be playing video games over there anyway. Um, yeah, eight twenty-five. It was eight twenty-five for the um, for the original gig space. Um, okay. So when they made the new the new variants that came out, uh, so the newer models are now one terabyte. A full terabyte. So okay. the, like so even though ours is currently uh, eight hundred and twenty-five, then with OS and stuff, it's it's like seven hundred or like yeah. six hundred something uh, available free space. So jeez, it's so weird. Do yourself a favor, buy a two terabyte. Uh, it's all, it's like 120 bucks or something like that. Um, maybe 150 at most, uh, totally worth it. It's like, yeah, that's what I would like to see from a pro is like a full terabyte standard model, but a second terabyte for whatever, where I don't have to install anything or where it comes with it. You know, it's like, Hey, we're going to go ahead and, you know, ship this with it, save you five, $10 or whatever. That'd be, that would be pretty cool. Um, I kind of doubt that that's going to happen, but anyway, so yeah, I'm thinking Christmas 25 would be a PS five pro because I don't really feel like the PS five is, I mean, I don't play that many games on it, but I don't really feel like it's, it's really sagging or dragging on any, any type of, any type of game yet. I mean, I'm not really having like hitching or, you know, really bad issues or anything like that. I'm, you know, I'm playing, 4K 60, not 120 or whatever. So maybe maybe people who are looking for that from it, I don't know why you're looking for uh, more than 60 FPS on a console. But um, I don't feel like it needs a 24 release for a pro. That just seems kind of silly. Yeah, I honestly think that it, it'll be 2025, probably uh, fall, September, uh, or something like that. And you're looking at... Uh, but the reason why you do it is for increased memory uh, storage and also uh, with uh, that that middle bump in order to make things run smoother. Uh, you're talking about uh, you know more ray tracing features. You know uh, having uh, if you you know probably something equivalent to the PS4 Pro where it happened to do PSVR better. Yeah. Uh, I can see them having a smoother run on that. I mean, it already runs PSVR 2 really well. Uh, I have not had any problems, but once again, games and stuff are only going to get more complex and more, you know, it's like, so why not give yourself a little extra headroom to, you know, to make things better? Uh, yeah, and it might know, set up nicely for, a, for like a later PS VR 3 release, you know, in several years, but it would be like, okay, we're already ready for that to run on a PS5 Pro, you know. Uh, that that I'm not 100 percent sure on. Uh, we'll see how much they support the PS, you know, VR2. Um, so you should you should most definitely join the uh, join the group and purchase one. So uh, that should be your next big purchase. I'll get right I mean, on that. It, you, you don't even you don't even you can play your um you can play in 
the flat screen mode in the VR at 120 uh, hertz. So just, you know, it's 4K. Good for, you know, go for it, man. Yeah. It's a right really on. good experience. I'll be doing it. I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, all right, cool. Hold you to it. All right. So, so what else we got on the news? Um, Tomorrow never dies, though. So from last little bit of news is from software gains Elden Ring trademark. And uh, so previously Bandai Namco, um, which I guess kind of owns from software sort of anyway, Bandai Namco actually owned the Elden Ring trademark. So from software buying that trademark um, to me, that means that they probably plan to do some stuff with it. That means they want to make more money off of Elden Ring um, uh, probably by like comic books or manga, anime, movies, something like that. So that's kind of cool. I mean, I didn't play that much Elden Ring, but um, but I did play a little bit of it, and I I can see how how there are some different things that you could do with it. Um, just real quick, so From Software is owned by Kadokawa. Um, and mostly, and then Sony and Tencent own quite a bit of shares of it as well. And then, um, but also Kadokawa plans to sell some of its shares, more of its shares to Sony and Tencent. So anyway, that's, that was a note that I had here that kind of clears up, uh, the Bandai Namco thing anyway. So anyway, my, my, my question to you, Joe, is what do you think? Elden Ring would work best as um, outside of a, a video game, um, like a manga, anime, or or what? How do you think that that From Software might make more money off of Elden Ring? I mean, uh, in Japan, anime would be the most obvious answer. I would say, uh, coming from the um, you know the George R. R. Martin aspect, you can just make it into a um, you know hbo like series or whatever mm. uh so make it into a mini series you have the budgets and you know uh you have you know make it just make it a mini series i think it'd be the best route for that uh the, the reason why uh my the only thing i can think of about the bandai, bandai namco thing is because they published it i mean you know from software developed the game yeah Bandai namco is the publisher right so um but yeah the i think it's uh, they did just uh, announce the new uh, DLC for it as well. Um, so, you know, that's coming out uh, next month, I believe. Uh, uh, I never finished the game. I watched the trailer. It looked awesome. But at the same time, it actually looks really good. I, it looked better than the original game, in my opinion. But at okay. the same time, it's... Uh, I'm lost. I have no idea. I'm not going to play it because I never made it that far. I made it, uh, I made it really far. I didn't uh, in that game, but... I also at one point just started streamlining the main, uh, just the main story, and yeah, it's I you know I think it's gonna be a substantial amount of DLC. Uh, they showed a lot of decent boss battles, uh, which they usually don't. So that means there's probably a whole lot more that you haven't seen, uh, and they do a good job of making it look uh, awesomely horrific. So yeah, some good nightmare fuel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, especially with my kids, I'm never gonna be able to play it. So, yeah. uh, not until they're older, or if I really want to like scar them and be like, "This is what's under your bed." So watch out. <laughs> yeah, I think probably an anime is most likely, um, and then from that, like a manga and other stuff. But I just don't know what the anime would really 
be about, I feel like it'd be a lot like a goblin slayer or whatever, where the protagonist is kind of hidden behind a mask the whole time. Um, because like, there's not like, it's not like you're playing a, you're not really playing a role. Like you're not really like cloud, you know, in final fantasy seven or, or whatever. You're just sort of some nameless dude, um, or chick, you know? So I, I just, I think it'd probably work best as an anime, but they're going to have to expound a lot more on the, like the protagonist side though. The, everything else is ready. You know, like the lore is awesome and the world is awesome and the enemies and all that stuff. There's definitely a lot there. Um, but also like anime is kind of silly. Even like serious anime these days is pretty dang silly in its own way. Um, and I just wonder how they would really tackle that. Cause I don't feel like Elden Ring would work as something silly, you know? Well, all right. So my bad on the, uh, the shadow of the earth tree is actually coming out in, uh, June. Okay. Uh, so I got, I, I got was... the dates mixed up with something else. That was so, but it's still, it's really, it's relatively close. Yeah. Um, and then we're looking at, you know, I mean, if they do an anime, so long as they don't do it, like uh dragon's dogma, we'll be fine. Uh, cause dragon dogma was really disappointing. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, once again, if, if you try to make it for the West, uh, I would say some tarp, some sort of, um, you know, paid channel services, you know, and they'd be able to make, you know, the world building pretty well and real, but anime is the, the cheapest route for sure. Uh, and I, I honestly don't really care to consume any of that material outside the game. Um, and I don't think I don't think the fans are clamoring for it, to be honest. Uh, I mean, if it's good, it, then it's you know I just want it to be good. The, yeah, but that's the thing is all the story, like all the anything in game is all red text, anyways. That's how they've always been. They don't want to give you a story. They want you to make you hunt for the said story. They want you to like scour wikis and other true. people's guides and connect the threads because it's all Kingsfield, anyways. I mean. That's the thing. It's just, you know, they're all connected, uh, but they're not, <laughs> you know, that's, I don't, that they, they do a good job with the world building and the visuals. Uh, I just, there's just too much item descriptions and too much string, you know, putting string on cork boards to tie everything together and be like, this is the story. And I'm like, yeah, I, I wish you just told it to me in a simplistic form. And you know, that might be the best version of an anime is just to make it that, you know, just to kind of bare bones it, but I don't, then you can string then people along that, even longer and you can, yeah. you can just do it like Yoko Taro style where nothing actually makes any sense, but people spend all their time trying to figure out how to, how to make it make sense. Well, once, once you connect the books and then the, the orchestral shorts and the plays, yes. yeah, it all makes sense. Eventually now you're understanding uh, more, more to talk about that later, but all right, yeah. Anyways, Elden Ring, uh, you know the new DLC DLC is coming out, uh, and the whole uh, news about the uh, getting their trademark back. Good for them. I'm not really, uh, you know, but it, I'm more excited to see about what's what's coming out from them, you know, outside of this. I still haven't played uh, Armor, um, the Rubicon, Armor Core game. Fires uh, of Rubicon. Yeah. So I'm really interested in that, uh, though a lot of people, it's very different um, as far as level structure goes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, one of the cool things about the new DLC as well for this Elden Ring was the 
they're like having a lot of these Sekiro um, action vibes. So, okay. you know, they show some martial arts, they show some different weaponry. Um, so that's some of the, like I said, it's a really good looking trailer. Uh, it almost makes me want to get back into the game. But I'm I not. do, I do want to get back into the game, but I, I own it on PC and played like 30 hours or whatever of it um, a long time ago. I'd rather, it's like Final Fantasy VII Remake um, and also near. I just have to, if and when I play these games again, I have to buy them on PlayStation and start playing more of them over there because that's the only place where I care about my trophies and I want, and I want, and those are games that I kind of care about. So um, if and when I do get back to them, I just have to start over anyway. And so I may as well start over on PlayStation but that costs money. It's it's too much, Joe. It's too much. Okay. Well, talking about near, I'll let's roll into what we've been playing. Mm-hmm. All right. So as I've mentioned, the last three ish four podcasts now, I think this is like three or four. But anyways, uh, I'm still playing through near replicant. Uh, I'm coming. I'm like this close to the end. I'm just so close. Uh, I've I've ended the game four times now uh so i am currently on my ending e run uh i've gotten all but two trophies left um i believe no three there's three trophies left not including the platinum uh there's beating the e E run there's one trophy tied to the e itself and then there's the speed run of the game where you have to beat it within 15 hours which is totally doable now that i know the game okay um uh, it's yeah, it's it's very doable. I think you can do it on your first playthrough. I did not because I did all the tedious and monotonous things right off the bat. Uh, which, uh, and then if yeah, so honestly, it's uh, I the game's not that hard, and but I've been playing the whole thing on normal, uh, most of it on normal, and then oh, normal or hard because it, it's supposed to help your drop rates, and I've wasted uh seventy hours I think in this game. Um, I haven't played a game this long, but granted, wow. playing the game is is a stretch. A lot of it's grinding. Uh, I haven't I haven't hated grinding in a game so much since um, Bloodstain. Bloodstain was one of the worst games I've ever played when it had a for grinding. But you uh, like you that game, right? I like the game for what it is. I hated it for its trophies and for grinding. trying to get the, okay, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So it, the game was the game was solid. I I was I did not like it as much as others. But if you want something close to Symphony of the Night or something like that, you know, a good Castlevania game, it is a solid one of them, hands down. Fun time. Uh, but if you're trying to hundred percent it because you're sick in the head like I am, uh, it's a bad time. Uh, and you know, like my RNG was so bad in that game. Uh, so this one, uh, I've been doing a lot of remote play for my grinding. So I just you know play on my phone with the controller uh while i'm doing something else or i'm watch, i'm listening to a podcast i'm doing other things more or less and it's just mindless is the best way to put it and there's a lot of mindless trophies in this yeah, game yeah it is and, an old style game that way but as far as playing through the routes super easy i mean i, I i'm like i said once again i'm playing just on normal it's not that and honestly it's just not that difficult and if you really want to uh, you can dumb it down to easy and then have it auto battle. I haven't tried that yet, but mm. uh, I'm kind of curious about it because I might do it for my my last run. Uh, though I'll be overly, um, I'm already at like the recommended level 
uh, this is not a spoiler. It's kind of a hint in the beginning of the game is when you play the prologue, the the character player you play as levels to 30. That's a hint to the pl- to you as a player. Maybe you should be at level 30 by the end of the game. Um, and by the time, the first time I was there, I was already at like level 35. And now I'm at level like 50 something. Uh, so it's honestly, like I said, playing it on normal is really easy. Yeah. Uh, so... I mean, if I dumb it down and then just do auto battle, I shouldn't. I should be able to breeze through that thing, no problem. Uh, yeah, I, I have a. I have maybe through this e route. Um, I'm about. There's a certain point where it's the e route switches. Okay. The story will switch, and I'm right before that story switching. Right now, it's exactly the same as you would expect it to be. I mean, without too much spoilers. I know you have. You've only gone through route A and B. I know the um, end though. So I mean, I mean, there's there's a few extra things to add and see. Um, the be- the best part is um, some shades have spoken dialogue now, so you understand it better. Yeah. So that's worth some of the cutscenes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I've really enjoyed my time with the game. It's been as far as the story goes, it's kind of an it's been a neat dive into the lore. Um, I've enjoyed my time with it, uh, but I am most definitely done. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna have this dedication to uh, Nier Automata, but uh, I will be playing that. Well, Near Automata uh, is a bit. I mean, it should be a little bit easier to do these kind of things in Near Automata. Um, so there's, there's also, you can just buy the the platinum trophy. In I forgot Nier. about that. <laughs> so, I remember them ha- having that like <laughs> that joke of an option. Yeah, like, it's pretty awesome. So I don't know what that actually gets you. Um, I don't know if it shows up different. You may not want to do it until you may not want to do that, depending on how it actually shows up in your, in your system. But uh, I know that is a thing in near automata. So you might be able to just get through as much near as or automata as you want. And then, and then um, buy that, that uh, platinum trophy just outright and just say F it. Um, well, I wonder if you have to buy everything else before the, like you can buy the platinum maybe, but anyway, you can buy it the, though. Um, like it's, you don't have to do anything yeah. besides just freaking and buy in game. You have too much money and stuff anyway. So, so yeah, what I, um, no, as far as this one goes though, it's, it's been, it's been super great. Uh, in just knowing the game inside and out at this point. Um, and it's one of those, uh, it's, it's well granted uh to say i i didn't do four complete runs because after ending the third ending uh you save beforehand and then you just make a different decision at the end so you just reload that and then you can make the different decision for the fourth ending okay so that 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 is a far less grueling experience i mean um yeah yeah like i said i'm I'm currently going through the my final run (laughs) so i will be glad to be done with that um yeah. So, what about you? What have you been playing, man? So, I uh, I think that I'm done with Alan Wake Two. I was playing it on nightmare mode, and I'm in a part uh, where I think I'm just about stuck. Uh, there's one of the loopy parts, and I don't have a lot of ammo, and they give. I'm in this really narrow spot where you don't have really any place to explore essentially are you fighting are you fighting the two the two guys not even there yet but i'm very close to that so right before that i'm in that loop area and 
I go down and there's nothing to get except for uh, a little bit more pistol ammo. And I have some canisters that I can blow up and I have to fight two, uh, two or three. I think I have to fight three, actually th three, um, I guess lower than boss level guys. So just regular shades by the, that's by the well, right? Yeah. So uh, there is there is at least a um, there is at least one or two boxes nearby. Not in that and then area. I do, not. I, I'm looking I, everywhere, and I can't. I can only find. Can only find a little bit of extra pistol ammo. I think it's enough, and I'll look. I'll look some more. But I've looked everywhere, and I can't find anything more that I can go get. But. I think it might be enough. It's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, I think that this is enough to kill what I need to kill, but it's going to be really annoying to hit the headshots, hit the explosion just right. And I, I was, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of tired of, uh, of playing through it. Um, I think I'm just going to look up what happens in the, in the, um, the final draft because I've already played this game once and there's a lot of other stuff to play. Um, so yeah. Cause I remember that being not terribly difficult, but I came in like knowing that area pretty well. The, like I said, I do know for the actual boss battle, there are multiple um, uh, ammo spots around that. That's the area. Yeah, uh, definitely which is right that. there by the well. So I know that for a fact that there is, you just have to make sure to uh, search you know, like listen for the shots and be able to just dodge when you're ready for like yeah. the rifle shot or something like that. Yeah, but this is this is before that, and yeah, it's just, and I know it, there's one on a bench. Uh, there there's one guaranteed on a bench prior to in one of those routes, and then there's um, like I said, I want to say there is another one, but I I'd have to look at it. So the other thing is, if you really wanted to get through it and you wanted me to check, uh, you can remote play it to me. Um, and then you can watch me like pass the controller essentially to me and I can I take a look just to I, see. I wouldn't do that. Um, I mean, that's... it's like the old, I would say if it was a normal game, normal playthrough, I'd say just drop it, just drop the hard difficulty. But if you're trying to go for the, the nightmare, uh, then yeah, obviously yeah. Don't, you can't drop it. I was trying to finish it on nightmare. Do you have any other saves then? Do you have a save beforehand? Because you can probably, there's probably some spots where you can collect ammo and stuff like that or some, uh, yeah, maybe you know, I should try to go boxes. back to an earlier save. I think I do have maybe one. I don't know how, how far back it is, but but um, yeah. So anyway, it's I started playing through it a, a little bit more, and I just I just don't know why I'm playing it. You know, at some point, um, it's just kind of well. I mean, when when you get out of when when especially a game like this, when you get out of the momentum of it, and you start losing some uh, some of your muscle memory. Uh, it becomes that much harder, and then it's just, yeah. uh, especially then if you get stuck, it just it takes the wind out of your sails, and you're just like, yeah, uh, yeah it it, well, it just becomes more of a I'm chore like, than just a like, passion. I mean, it's like that stuff is mostly fine. Um, it's yeah, it does become kind of a chore. It's just kind of like, why am I playing this when I haven't finished these other games? You know, when I it's just like I just there's so much other stuff that I have that I really want to play. Why am I replaying something that, you know, is not that? Because it's better than the other things you've been playing. Yeah, but I have also been playing like... Tears of the Kingdom. And Tears of the Kingdom is 
really, really, really good. Um, and uh, anyway, so I played that a little, like a little bit more. The game's just so good for just jumping in, doing a couple things, and then and 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 then bouncing. Um, so I just uh, got into that a little bit. Got the some of the muscle memory, like you were talking about, back. Um, and um, yeah, that's that game. Like, I always go left at the beginning when they want you to go right. Um, cause I, I've beaten like all four of the, of the spirit, whatever's the, the ones you like the, the main bosses you have to be at the, the beginning or whatever. And I didn't have any of the, the great fairies unlocked. And it's because I went the wrong direction. And I don't know why Nintendo does that. Cause everything I went West and everything, all like all the great fairies, or at least the easier low-level hanging fruit of the great fairies, is to the east. And anyway, so but I'm kind of cleaning that stuff up now, and it's a little bit it is kind of it is kind of nice that I've done so much because I can clean up a lot of other stuff. But it's hard to know the right way to play those games. Anyway, playing a lot a little bit, and then I also jumped back into Magic Arena a little bit. I had the hankering to play some Magic the other day. I'm way out of practice. With That's what... what I'm talking about. This is this is where you'd be like, you could be playing Alan Wake instead, and that's that's you know, magic yeah. is the wrong answer. I will always, magic is a bad addiction. Step away. So uh, anyway, yeah. Magic Arena. I started playing that again, and that was also a chore to get back into because all of my old decks are completely, they're brought like they're they're not even legal anymore. And so I think I found an easy way to finally delete them. Cause I had like 50 decks or like that. And I just was like, I just want to delete all these because uh, they're not playable. So it was, I think I ended up finding an easier way to delete them, but it was, it took a while to, to figure that out. So I created just a white deck and just put some stuff together and still get my butt kicked constantly, even more than the old days, but it's kind of fun. Magic Arena is pretty fun to play. Just kind of jumping back into it. I need to stay in it, you know, more often sporadically um, so I don't get to that point again. Um, but it's uh, it's just very easy to just play, like, just a couple games and just be like, all right, that's cool, and then bounce out of there. But, yeah. See, that's the thing is you don't do that with magic. You Like, you tell yourself, yeah, well, it's only going to be a little bit. And then next thing you know, you're spending way too much free time on that. At but least see, that's been, always been my experience with magic. Uh, and then next thing you know, like, I just, I could have been doing this time. Like, in the end, you're like, it was fun. But at the same time, I have nothing personally to show from it. And it just, like, it, you might as well, like, it's like playing solitaire on your phone or something like that. It's like, in the end, yeah. you you it just passes the time. And you really don't have much in the end. That's why it's just like, uh, I mean, I'm a, you know. So like magic, I, I did a deep dive on magic back in like 2020, um, 2019, 2020. I played a lot of magic uh, arena. Um, and uh, I mean, it's like gold. So that was, I was playing a lot. Um, but uh, it gets to where it's like, oh, like even when new cards come out, you're like, oh, I've seen these before. Like they're slightly different. But really, they're they all they they've been kind of redoing magic cards for a long time, and their the mechanics of the new stuff is really not all that wild and different. So 
to me, it is something that I can jump into. Okay, what are they doing now? Uh, it's like this and like that. All right, cool. That was fun. And then I'm out. I like I'm, And then I'm out again. So it doesn't really suck me in as much as it does other people because I just see the seams. I just see the stitching of the game. And I'm like, all right, now I'm, I've done it. And now I can put it off for a few months or a year. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. But anyway, so that's what I've been playing. Um, and I'll just see what happens. The next game I'm excited for, I'd like to play Helldivers 2 with you as soon as they get the, as soon as uh, they get enough, or they, they can make it to where enough people can play at the same time. Um, yep. They're, and, but, they're victims of their own success. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a terrible spot to be in, I guess. But uh, anyway, I, I'm not in any hurry to play that exactly. Um, so that's probably going to be sometime in March maybe, but then it's like the next game I'm kind of looking forward to that would be new would be um, Stellar Blade, but I'm still pretty tentative about that. I really, it looks good, but it also looks too good to be good. Does that make sense? So once again, I think, I think so long as it's, um, so long as the combat's just competent, uh, and like the, the story's halfway decent. I think it'll be like, it'll be worth the time, at least a, a bit of time because of how good it looks. Um, I'm hopeful actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, you know, I can see that being, you know, that there's not too many games coming out that I'm really excited for. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily excited for, uh, for it, but at the same time, I hopeful, like I said, just, yeah. it may be a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, anyway. no, right. So for me, uh, you know, since you've been wasting your time with, uh, magic, I've wasted my time with it takes two. Mm -hmm. Um, that game that was supposed to be so damn good and everyone's gushed over it. Um, I really think Jeff Keeley has some like secret agenda or it's like some, he's either being blackmailed or blackmailing the, the developer of it takes two because it seems like all their games, they like whether it be um brother, um, tale two sons, um, Oh, is it a way out? Uh, this like, there seems to be some sort of like gushing agenda where like, like we had like these games are like everyone seems to like these games way more than they actually are. Like, they're good games, but they're not nowhere near as great as everyone makes. Like all the people make it out to be. Uh, I mean, I the two hours that I played that game with you like a year and a half or whatever ago, uh, I was like this one game of the year like. Like this is the game that everyone's talking about. I was like, this is fine, but it's not game of the year good. I don't even know what I don't know what else it beat. It must have been I think it was just a terribly weak year. It had to be just a terribly weak year. And they were just like, Well, all these other games are really not that amazing. So we're just gonna give it to we're just gonna like get some good PR here and give it to this indie uh, indie esque game that was also made by EA. So I don't really know how that worked, but whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's so this once again, it's just like I feel that um, this. All right. The game as a whole is a solid game. Uh, the fault comes in like the fact that it pads out the extra time like you your whole agenda you make it through different zones there's new mechanics to each area like that's all fine that's fun um 
it's a it's a very enjoyable like enjoyable play. Uh, you know, you can mess around, and and you get you finally achieve your the your end goal, and then that's when they pull out the rug and you're like, and wait, we're just gonna make this arbitrarily um, uh, four levels longer than it needs to be, mm. and within those levels, we're gonna actually stretch out those levels. Like so, uh, like they give everything's really linear up until that point. Like just you know, you have some minor small spots where you can run around, but everything else is just you know going down the corridor point a to point b maybe a hidden thing over here or there uh but then when you get to a certain point they're like well now you got to get these four scraps of paper um and now you have this like actual open like little mini open map where you have like a little model town or something like that you can explore i'm like that's actually really neat i wish you had this in the beginning and not at the very end where i'm already like i'm done with this i want this to be over but like this is a neat thing. Let me see. Okay, there's not a lot to really do, but there are some fun little knickknacks. And then you have to then you realize you have to do this for each scrap of paper. And also halfway through, sometimes they're like, and eh, we're just gonna pad this out even longer. We're gonna be like, you need to, you know, to get the scrap of paper, you need to collect these items. You collected these items. Well, now you gotta collect these other items. Well, then you collect those items. Now you gotta collect these other things. And you're like, for the love of anything, just make it stop. And why I played this was just because uh, a buddy of mine, uh, we end up playing multiplayer games, and we went through um, uh, a way out together, which honestly was a far better game, as far as just overall story and gameplay. Yeah. Like it really was. Um, I we like the whole concept of it takes two divorced parent like parents arguing with each other. I'm like, yeah, they're terrible people, um, and. I want them to be divorced. I, I am rooting for divorce. I'm like, just be done with it. Like it takes two, you know what it takes two? It takes two to sign the divorce papers. That's what it does. Mm. Um, and good joke. <laughs> I absolutely That's... hate that game. Uh, it's once again, it was like, it's, it, it isn't bad. Uh, but I don't know how people thought this was like a game of the year contender. Uh, it just boggles my mind. But then again, everyone gushed over uh, brother tale, two sons. And I, I didn't win game, game of the was... year, though, did it? <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know if it won game of the year, but it, it it's probably on some list. Really yeah. held people really held up. Well, that's the thing is we're like, well, this is an indie game. It has a, uh, you know, I think it might have won. I don't know. I, I know. I know it won some award because the the director he that was that that was for a brother. I think it was brother Tale two sons. He he ends up in for, with Keeley Awards or whatever. He ends up he gave a speech. And he, it was something stupid like, you know, it's better than the Oscars or fuck the Oscars or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm forgetting the quote exactly. But yeah, he, he made a, he made an ass of himself. Um, and then the following year, he presented award uh, and he made a joke about himself, kind of. Uh, yeah. And, and they actually what they do is there's a hidden Easter egg where you can like you're finding um, your satellite dish and you're looking at the stars and then you can hear that radio transmission of his acceptance speech for uh, a brother tale, two sons. And I'm like, so I'm, I, we listened to it and like, I completely forgot. I'm like, Oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> there was an incident like that. And so they at least you know poke fun of himself as it were. Yeah. But once again, I don't know what kind of backroom deal he does with Jeff Keighley, but there is no way this game deserved to win. Um, I just, I think it's a, it's a sham. It really was a, a letdown, so that was my like earnest opinion on this because it's like 
it's a good game as far as just gameplay goes and playing with two pl- two players, but it's way too long. The story's not that great. Um, and I do, I do think the ending was okay. Um, like it wasn't, it wasn't good, but it was just okay. It's uh, I was expecting them to do something else, and they at least ended it with a an all right way. Um, it has a ten out of know. ten rating on Steam. <laughs> like what the heck? I guess yeah. I guess and, fun is not one of the criteria. Well, it's it what it is is I think it's people who it's like I am 14 and this is deep. Oh yeah. Like I mean, I think honestly that's what it is. It's like, oh man, no one's ever talked about this like it's it's kind of like when in the beginning you you had a game certain games like Celeste and a few others uh where it's like, oh wow, this game has is talking about themes of depression and like having like a dark side and stuff. I'm like in the beginning those were novel because you know it was very rare and then it started becoming a common occurrence and you're like okay i understand this is the developer or whomever telling their own story about coming overcoming this and that like that's fine you're allowed to do that but it's also no longer this big thing like but honestly this like i don't know it's it's literally about a couple who hate each other and they're being forced to work together through an extreme circumstance and also like to talk to each other it's like wow maybe if two people who hate each other had to work together to maybe survive on a desert island you know um guess what maybe they'd get closer and bond a little bit and work together maybe you know it's it's kind of something similar like being forced through extreme circumstances like maybe they'd be better um uh, and you know like the other thing is the book uh the dr hasim wrote over book was like love conquers all or something like like that is the biggest load of crap and that is a very negative thing to say to people in real life because then people just think oh i just need to find my person that i love and everything will be better this will fix it we just need to like like no you don't just it's not about love uh it is but it's about communication it's about working together yes they try to talk about communication in it uh they don't do a very good job of it and it's also it's like but they don't really work things out they're like we're going to give you this extreme circumstance to remind you of the th- reasons why you got together, but not actually, it's like, it doesn't fix the problem. We're, we're, we're addressing said problem. We're not fixing it. And like I said, to just blatantly say love, like, like the whole concept of love conquers all um, is a load of crap. Mm. I mean, it is the wrong mindset to have for real adults and real people, because just because you find like, that's why people jump from one relationship to another thinking I just have to find the, the right person that I love that will love me. And like, and once we, once we're in love, boom, everything's going to be all right. No, your financial troubles and what got you there are still going to be there or your, you know, your bad habits are still there if you don't fix them. And so, yeah, I, uh, this, this game just made me irate. And the fact that people think that this is a good game as far as on that level and as an, as an adult, um, uh, no, I mean, I would be glad to talk about this and have someone convince me otherwise. I am open to discussion. So go ahead, suffer through this game, Nick. I want you to come back and tell me that I'm wrong. Um, I mean, it was a pretty yeah. weak year, like Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and uh, Resident Evil Village were the other nominations. And maybe there's some games that they got, they got snubbed, but like, to me... Metroid Dread is almost certainly better than it takes to. Um, maybe it's not as unique. I don't know. I didn't really think anything that I saw in the two hours of it takes to was really all that unique. Um, so 
that goes that there goes that argument. Um, maybe like Resident Evil Village. I didn't play very many of these other games, but Deathloop would probably be a better would probably be a better candidate for Game of the Year. I wouldn't really care for that, but but uh, at least it was sort of a unique idea. I don't know. It just seemed silly to me. But anyway, so you played that, and then um, New Replicate came out that same year. <laughs> the the remake of the that might be better. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was a better game. Yeah. I mean, it's it literally uh, like this. That story was actually a better story. Uh, the gameplay was more enjoyable. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that, yeah, like I said, I I believe. I mean, Returnal was that year. Um, yeah. You know, it's like at least that's more novel as gameplay. But yeah, once again, it's it's one of those Academy Award things, right? You go for the artsy thing uh, that like that tugs at the kind of heartstrings ish. It, you don't necessarily go with the big blockbusters because that seems, you know, it's like paid advertisement. And also, once again, I really think that there's some sort of, um, you know, he's my buddy cahoots kind of or like it is know, a political. I'm, there is a political thing going on there with, so uh, with the Oscars. I'm, I'm, so just, I'm going to call that somewhere. out there uh, right now because once again, I, I believe that yeah. though the, the team does a very good job of making games, uh, I think once it's just like people gush over something that's not a, like they raise it at a higher level than it deserves to be because it really, in my opinion, just doesn't. You know, once again, I would like to be proven wrong. Um, and I'm I'm willing to listen. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just severely disappointed. And this, like, if it ended, if it ended where it should have, and didn't extend those extra the extra little crap at the end, and also if they had those cool levels at the end earlier on, I think that would have changed my mind immensely. Um, but by the time, like, my even my buddy who is way more optimistic than I am, way more like, uh, just like could not get this game done fast enough. We were just, we, we were pot committed at that point mm -hmm. and we were just like, for the love of anything, just be done. Um, so yes, uh, I've wasted my time with it takes two. All right. What else he played? Uh, the last thing, uh, I just a little bit of power world. Uh, since we finished, since, uh, my buddy and I finished it takes two, we moved to power world, uh, better gameplay, but, uh, and, equally bad story uh, it doesn't have a story and so yeah uh no it's i can see why people like pal world i i'm not a big fan of survival games i mean i like the whole like you know miniature like these monster con like concepts and i just have a hard time with uh give me a story and then then let me grind you know much like near I would rather I'd rather be grinding for a point of a story, but instead of I'm just I feel like I'm just grinding for the sake of nothing. Yeah. Um, I'd rather be playing uh, Diablo, which has a very thin like Diablo three had a very thin story. Diablo four was much better from what I played of it. Um, Borderlands, I will gladly I would rather grind for better weapons in Borderlands because that has at least a, a, a story that you can connect everything through. Power World doesn't really have a story. It is better to play with a friend, uh, but at the same time, we also had server issues. Uh, we had the both we both had the current versions of the game, and it took us quite a bit to get connected. It was saying that we needed to update our firmware. Like we're like we are on the same. We are we literally just downloaded it the day before. Um, it was it was kind of a pain in the butt just to get up and running. Uh, and in the end, I'm like I personally, it's not for me. 
but then again, once again, like I wanted to try it to see what it was about, and I can. It has a lot of charm. I can most definitely see uh, why people like it. If it had an actual, like mainline real story, I think it'd be great. Uh, but it doesn't. It, but without any real drive, other than just to explore, to explore sake, um, I don't have any real motivation in this. So. Uh, but uh, most definitely, uh, it's it's fun to see the tech tech tree. It's fun to level up and it's trying to to just uh, to get better. Uh, but I want something more from this game. So yeah, probably future update, future releases. Uh, but once again, most survival games, you have it's survival. That's the game, and I'm like, yeah, you know. yeah. So that's too bad. All right. So what have you been watching, sir? I watched a Netflix anime movie called Mamboroshi uh, made by Mappa same guys that do Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man Mamboroshi means phantom in Japanese Um, this movie is E.T. but E.T. meets Spirited Away I guess would probably be the the most derivative way to, to put it. Um, the animation is very nice. It's very clean, very smooth, very Mappa-esque. Uh, it's just very, very nice. The story is all right. The, the characters are pretty good. Really, the characters are actually probably the best part. Um, um, the script, though, has some issues and like the difference between story and script in this in this case kind of what i mean is like the overall idea of what happens is the story and the script is like how that how that's conveyed um and i think that they do they 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 go for some some they go for things to be more emotional than like interesting. Um, and I don't know if that's like a budget issue or, or what, but, but um, that was kind of one thing where it sort of felt sort of weird. Like there's things just sort of happen in the wrong way to me. They still, it still would end up the same, the same result. They just sort of happened in the wrong way. So, so basically this, this movie is about this town um, where there's this big steel mill and it's what supports the town. And the main character is this boy in like late middle school, early high school. And he's kind of depressed and he has a bunch of friends and they're all sort of weird like that. They're all sort of not really happy and they or he discovers this girl who's like eight or nine, definitely younger than him. And she can barely speak like any, like she, she can make words, but she just doesn't, speak very well she speaks like a like a like a toddler kind of um and so the plot centers on basically on her and why she's like that and why she's b- 
being so he discovers her in an abandoned part of the steel mill um and she's basically being kept there and then the rest of the movie is like why that is and what it means and the rest of the stuff that's going on so it was it was not it was not bad it, it's not a bad movie but it could have definitely been more interesting i think so if you Your wanted enthusiasm to, says it all yeah it was like you know you start watching and you're like man this looks really good and some of this stuff is pretty interesting and it's not stupid um sometimes you turn on anime and you're like okay for better or worse not that stupid is a bad thing but you you start watching an anime and you're like okay this is stupid um and then you make a decision from that point but this was not stupid um it just i just was like mm, i would have rearranged that to be this i would have rearranged this to be that and it would have been a little bit more uh interesting moment to moment but so I think you could miss it if you wanted to, but if you wanted to watch it, you could also probably watch worse stuff too. So yeah, that's pretty much long and short of it. I've watched some other stuff, but that's all I'm going to talk about right now. Okay. Well, what I think you shouldn't miss is actually um, what I've been watching. I came across it uh, a little late, uh, but it's the... All right, big long title here. Um Seventh time loop, the villainess uh, enjoys a carefree life married to her worst enemy. So this is one of the... Uh, so this isn't an isekai, surprisingly. This isn't a Atome game, uh, surprisingly. But it is the... Uh, it starts off with the concept of uh, main uh, female heroine being uh, rejected by... So this is a like a period, you know, like supposed to be... Um, uh lords and ladies you know period piece kind of thing uh it's a fantasy world it's like victorian or medieval um victorian is what i'd go with more um you know tutors you know essentially something along those lines but with magic uh and you know monsters uh presumably uh the so the idea of this is she's being rejected by the prince because she's betrothed for accusations of blah 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 blah, you know, uh, it's it's very much a common trope at this point. Uh, and then she instantly is like, "Sure, got it, I'm out." And he's you know he's just dumbfounded. He's just like expecting an emo- you know. But then you come to quickly realize in episode one, uh, she has, uh, she has lived her life. Uh, she's on her seventh playthrough essentially. Um, so she she's lived six different past lives. And she makes it to a certain point, and then she dies, and then it re- then comes back to that reset spot. Uh, and so she's lived her life very differently each time. Um, and this, she has a very unique personality because of it. Um, and I find the concept, uh, you know, ch- uh, charming and endearing because, like, the way she plays her character, uh, she's got she's. You know, once again, this is all episode one stuff, so I'm not really a spoiler for anything. Uh, but essentially, you see her being killed by someone in the very beginning, just the very opening act, and she is uh, as a knight. Um, and then that's when she goes when she goes back to the loop. Uh, you then realize that the first time she she had gone through her life uh, when she was rejected, she found a merchant troop, 
Uh, so she's kind of working, working as a caravan, uh, you know, merchant. Uh, then she came back as a, um, I believe she was an herbalist the second time around. And then she was more of a scholar slash doctor the third time. Uh, the fourth time, I believe the fourth time was, uh, shoot, I'm going to forget now. Um, I know she was a maid uh, and then she was a knight. And there's one that I'm just blanking on right now, apparently. Uh, so, uh, and so on her, this is our seventh run. And she happens to run into, so on her sixth run, she was the knight and she was murdered uh, uh, by a king of, or the emperor of an, a different kingdom who was invading during a war. And then she happens to run into him at said party where she just got denounced and she catches it or she catches his eye. So therefore he, once he finds out she's been, uh, uh, the marriage has been annulled, he then proposes to marry her. Uh, and so that's kind of what happens. So she kind of, she kind of is taken to his empire and, uh, you know, the story takes place from there. Uh, it's, it's neat. Uh, she utilizes her past knowledge for other things. She's trying to, uh, she's, she's a capable person. And that's, what's really nice about this. She is, um, she straight up knows that she, because she has a uh, herbalist knowledge and medical knowledge, she can, you know, she uses that to her benefit. She has the uh, swordsmanship training from being a knight. Uh, so she has combat uh, capabilities, but she also doesn't have the, she admits that she doesn't have necessarily the physical uh, stamina that she currently needs because, you know, her mind knows everything, but her body isn't toned like it was before. Oh, uh, so she's got to rebuild that every so, time. So, yeah, so she, she's aware of that at least. Um, and, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a solid, you know, it's a solid anime. Um, and, Episode six has a really good fight scene. Like it's a little bit, it's just a little bit, but it's like the, the, the way it's animated. I really, it's a crisp looking animation and I'm really a fan of just how that played out. It's just, a, it's nothing too special, but it was just, it was quality. And so it's, it's one of my, it's one of the anime that I'm enjoying most this, uh, this season. And I've kind of come across this like late. I think I came across this around episode five and I've now watched this uh, up to episode seven currently, uh, and I've watched it twice uh, because I ended up showing my wife the whole thing and rewatching it with her, and she she's enjoying it as well. Uh, so yeah, it's, I recommend it. It's it's a solid watch. Um, I'm having a good time. It's not like you know groundbreaking or like whatever, but it's it's a really solid watch. I have I'm not disappointed with it. Someone who I thought was super annoying, kind of annoying, but like was not as bad as i expected and they kind of you know like they didn't drag it on too long which i'm like okay thank goodness because i that's what i hate is when you have an obnoxious character um and yeah so that's that's just it i really do recommend watching it i i know i briefly spoiled episode one but go ahead and give it a watch and i also forgot one of the professions so I, I highly recommend it you ruined yeah, it right ruined yep um then another one that just started coming out was um an adult swim anime, uh, or if you want to call it anime because it's adult swim, but anyways, it's a uh, ninja kamui, uh, and there's two episodes currently. Uh, ninja kamui, the best way to explain this is John Wick, <laughs> but ninjas. Um, so, ninja dude trying to live his retired life and other 
other ninjas are secretly like living their secret lives getting like they're getting murdered and eventually um said group comes after his family um so yeah since i referred to it as john wick you kind of know that bad things are going to happen uh and now he's now he's on you know the warpath so that's that's the brief like synopsis uh animation quality is pretty solid it kind of reminds me of that adult swim christmas of like something like the boondocks you know uh, uh the animation so like, does look pretty cool i mean the screenshots i just looked up look pretty cool yeah yeah so i mean it's uh i you know i think it's neat it's a uh, kind of a i don't think it's going to be anything like super like groundbreaking but at the same time it's just refreshing to see like a di- slightly different art style and uh you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. If you want a simple action fueled like murder romp, then, then the, I think this might be it. You know, so if you just want something with like, you know, just for the action sake. Action fueled murder romp. That is, that sounds like an episode title to me. <laughs> All right. It's, it's in the bag there. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like they did something similar a long time ago, or I'm not sure. I remember being on Adult Swim called um, Ninja Slayer, but Ninja Slayer was so goofy. Um, but it's kind of, it's like, it, they could be cousins. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because Ninja Slayer was it was like the most cheap like animation quality, but it was so it was also super great because it was this like side story of a thing. It's like you might it's like one step shy from having stick people mm. uh, or like cutouts on popsicle sticks as they bob up and down. Um, but yeah, Ninja Slayer was just goofy and it was just it, it belongs in this wheelhouse of kind of entertainment. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, it's you know, I I'm enjoying it so far. Only episode two, so granted, uh you know, I'll probably end up watching all of it to be honest. Uh, unless if it just turns really bad. Uh but yeah, those are the those are the some of the new things I've I've recently watched. So Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, um, if you made it to this far, well, we thank you. Uh <laughs> hopefully I didn't annoy people too much with my uh hate filled rant of it takes two, but uh, some things just had to been said and you know, there has to be another opinion out there other than like 10 out of 10 on steam. Yeah. I don't think that um, I was going to say when you're, when you're ranting, I don't think that game's going to age very well. I think that in, in five or 10 years, people are going to be like, yeah, that game shouldn't have won game of the year. But, uh, anyway, that's, that remains to be seen, but anyway, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, it, you know, it is, well, you know, I played through it. I, it's one of those things that I've seemingly played everything that developers made. Um, but you know, a way out, not as bad as people made it sound. Honestly, like if you're gonna play, yeah, any of, people any of those pooped games, on that game, and you're like, no, that's that's the good one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, granted, it's you know, you, um, how do I say it? It's you know, it's very much heat. The you know, mm, uh, like the, the movie. movie heat. You know, or they 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 literally crib almost ver- like certain parts verbatim off of other other things like um, Shawshank. They just rip certain things straight out of Shawshank, and I'm like, okay, you could have at least tried to do like be original. Um, I forgot. I think it was Alex Navarro from at the time um, Giant Bomb. I think he said something like it was, it was a uh, like a a foreigner who got all their uh, ideas from like crime. Uh, crime and like uh, all that stuff heists from Hollywood movies, and I'm like, yeah, that's that totally checks out. Like, mm. if you don't you don't have an original idea, but you just take a hodgepodge of everything you've learned from pop culture, and then you just regurgitate that to a certain extent. But at the same time, it was like I said, I played with my buddy, and we had an alright enough time. It was like it was fun enough. Yeah. But this one, we couldn't wait for it to be done. 
Yeah. Uh, so that was the difference. Um, but all right, this has been another Dead Pixel uh, episode uh, 64. And yeah, Nick, uh, what words of wisdom do you have for everyone? Um, St. Patrick is the greater saint. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and Nick is willing to take open fights uh, fight, at any given time. I'll fight anyone that's that uh, <laughs> says otherwise. All right. Well, thanks again. And until next time, y'all take it easy. Bye. Uh.